Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Good evening and welcome to our evening assembly of worship. I remind you that there is not a cleaning taking place between the morning and the evening. But if you would like to be here under those conditions on our Sunday evening time, feel free to come on back as we are gradually moving into opening up more times that we can be together. And we have a few here tonight. And so we continue to look forward to the day when the church is whole and we can do everything that we're wanting to do, including the fellowship and the service and all of those kinds of things. Tonight I want you to turn, if you will, to the text just read, Jude, that little book of Jude, verses 20 through 23. We'll be there in a few moments as we consider how to build a spiritual resume. I talked about the idea of the resume, the spiritual resume this morning, and what it involves and what's it about and why should we even want to have one. And so tonight I'm going to notice what Jude says about how to build one. The idea of a resume, I remind you, is that we there uh, in that writing, in that document, we are introducing ourselves to ourselves like a resume, a physical resume does introducing yourself to an employer or a potential employer. This spiritual resume is just for you. It's for you and me to evaluate ourselves and to be honest and think about who we are and what we're doing. It's a, it's a way to be positive about yourself. It's not a critique that's constantly looking at all of the problems, but rather it's a listing of those things that you know and can count on and that you say, this is who I am and this is what I can do. You don't, on a physical resume to an employer, you don't say, by the way, I have a really bad temper, so don't get on my bad side. I don't think the employer would want to have you. Uh, I don't think the employer would want you if you say, I'm pretty lazy, but I'll get the work done eventually. I don't think that's going to move you to the top of the list. So the resume is not designed to talk about all these negative things. It's an idea of being able to evaluate ourselves in a positive way to help us to see that we really are in a good place wherever that is. Certainly there is growth. Certainly there is improvement. So tonight, let's talk about how to build that resume. I want you to notice with me how Jude says it. I referred to it this morning in verse 20 as this phrase, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. This is Jude's way of saying, I want you people to make a spiritual resume. Think with me about this phrase, building yourselves up. 
This word building yourselves up comes from, it's the foundational word of this word, is the word that we use for a house or a structure or the process of building something. But this word says it is building yourselves up on. Because this word says there is something there and now you're going to build on it. That's what this word means. It means to continue the process. Something is already started. Now keep building on it. Build on top of what is already there. Well, he goes on to say, and here is what's already there. Your most holy faith. The only people who are going to take the time to build a spiritual resume are people of faith. People who don't have faith are not going to take the time. They're not going to be concerned enough to consider doing that. So if you are a person of faith, you at least have there something that you can build on. Build on your most holy faith. Just like a physical resume, you cannot take the resume of someone over here and present it as you and send it to that potential employer. That's fraud. <laughs> that won't get you hired. And if it did, it will certainly get you fired. In the same way, you can't take this person's spiritual resume and present it as your own. We cannot say that we have a spiritual resume that's based on and that is dependent upon my parents. That's something that started the process, no doubt. Again, this word has within it something that started, but then there's something built upon it. And while your parents started your faith, it can't be their resume that you build. It can't be the resume of the preacher. It can't be the resume of your shepherds. It cannot be the resume of anybody else except you. And so on your most holy faith, you build your spiritual resume. If you are a person of faith, then I would encourage you to consider being very intentional to build a spiritual resume. Number two, let's notice how Jude says to do it. Now Jude gives some principles, I would call it maybe some arenas or areas in which that spiritual resume is built. And then we will close with some practical suggestions. Jude says, if you're going to build a spiritual resume, it must be built through faith or through prayer. Notice what he says, praying in the Holy Spirit. When it's ready, when you're ready to build a spiritual resume, it needs to be in, it needs to be built in and through prayer. You pray to God to help you not only build the resume, 
but to live that resume. Prayer can help you understand who you are and, and through the work of the Holy Spirit, which is what I think he's saying here, praying in the Holy Spirit, be able to know and be conscious of ways in which you can build that resume. See, we're a little bit unclear maybe about how to pray in the Holy Spirit. When I was reading that, thinking about it, I'm thinking about the difference between maybe a prayer that's uttered out of habit and convention just to get it done versus the prayer that is serious and honest and clear, thoughtful in the Spirit. But I think number two, it certainly must include the idea that when prayer is happening, somehow the Spirit is involved with you in that prayer. It is not my understanding of the teaching of Scripture that God is operating miraculously today like He did in years and times past. But just because he's not operating miraculously like he did does not mean that he's not operating. In fact, he still is. And I believe the Spirit is alive and active. Remember, Paul told the Thessalonians, do not quench the Spirit. Well, I understand that he was writing at a time of, of miracles, and maybe he was saying, don't you keep the Spirit from doing the miraculous work. But it occurs to me, that when the Spirit was working miraculously, there were so many times the Spirit just did what He did. Couldn't be stopped. But I think His main purpose is to say, don't turn a deaf ear. Don't put out the fire. Don't stop the intensity. I know that the Spirit is involved in our prayers, interpreting, as it were, to God. But the Spirit, I think, is also involved. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. That's prayer. And God will give it to him. How does God do that? I think through the Spirit that lives within that person. So if you're going to build a spiritual resume, it will be done through prayer. Number two, it will be done in love. Keep yourselves in the love of God. One of the reasons to build a spiritual resume is because we love God. We love God. We love what God has done for us. We live a life of love. God defines or describes himself as God is love. I was thinking about it this way. When you sit down to write a spiritual resume with hate in your heart, what will that resume look like? Will you be able to say, this is representative of my strong Christian character when you are hating a brother or a sister? What about if you sit down to write that resume and you admit that you're only doing what you're doing because you're trying to stay out of hell? 
That's a pretty good way to start. In fact, Jesus seems to have said more about hell than he did about heaven. Why is that? I think he understands that as humans we need that kind of negative motivation, something to avoid. It's okay to start, to come to God and say, I don't want to be lost. But remember it was John who said, or, uh, John, who said in 1 John, perfect love casts out fear. If I live my entire Christian life simply to avoid hell, then I'm not living in the love of God. So if I'm going to have this Christian resume, it has to be in the love of God. Number three, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Building a Christian or a spiritual resume will be done by the mercy of Jesus. This resume, when you write one in a physical resume, it is absolutely reflective of who you are and what you do. And you brag and you say, I've done this and I've had all these awards and I've accomplished this. And that's okay because that's what those employers want. Well, I want you to do that for yourself, spiritually. I want you to say, I've done this. I've been here. I've learned this. I've experienced this. But in doing so, realize it's by the mercy of God. It's not because I'm so talented and I'm so good, but it's because God is with me. Jesus allows me. So the, the emphasis not on how great I am, but it's on how great Jesus is because of his mercy in my life, overlooking my problems, letting me keep living, giving me another chance, putting me in an opportunity to improve and to do better and to find success in my spiritual resume. We can't do it on our own. It's in the mercy of Jesus. And finally, number four, Jude says, when you're building your spiritual resume, you're going to do it with people. It is fascinating to me how Jude says, there are two kinds of people that you're going to deal with. Two kinds of people who are in need, if you will. He's not talking about here the people who are strong and solid and they're just moving on, but he's talking about the people that have needs and how I'm going to deal with them. Your spiritual resume will have a lot of power in it based upon the people you've dealt with that have difficulties that you're helping with and you're working with. That's how to build a very powerful spiritual resume. And so Jew says, number one, have compassion on some. Have compassion. The word literally means to be put in your shoes, to be with them in spirit. 
On some, have compassion. That is, put yourselves in their shoes. Be right there with them and understand where they are and put yourselves there. And in doing that, you're creating a resume for yourself that gives you assurance and confidence that not only are you helping someone, but while helping, you're in the process of building yourself as well. Number two, the other kind of person, he says, but others, save with fire. Pull them out, man. There are some that you don't handle any other way except right in their faces. You have to realize they're lost. They're about to be lost forever, and I want to pull them out. Hate even the garments stained by the sin. And people like that, when you have... When you're building your spiritual resume by dealing with those people who are in real trouble, really on the edge. And I think the difference in these two, somewhat of a difference is that first group are people that still need to be taught. They still need to learn. They're somewhat ignorant still, untaught. Be compassionate. But then what about those people who have been Christians for a long time? They should know better. They should do better. But they are in a critical situation. Get them out. And if you've ever had an opportunity to deal with someone like that, not only are you helping them, but you're building up yourself. In closing, I want to give some practical suggestions how to write a spiritual resume. Using the four characteristics that we found this morning in Philippians chapter 2, let me give you these ideas. Number one, include in your spiritual resume an account of your ministry. How do you do that? We have to do that first by knowing what your talents are. And when you sit down and you think about here are your talents and, and here are the things that I really like. And now having done that, where is my ministry? The best ministry that any Christian will ever have is the ministry that flows naturally from the person. If you are a person who loves children, your best ministry will be taking those talents and that love and working with children. If you are a person who just absolutely loves serving people of all ages, take your talents, take the things that you love, and get involved in benevolent work. Our homeless program, our food basket program, when you look at all of your talents and the things that you like, take the various areas of ministry that are there and consider, that's something that I like. That's what I like to do. And here's what I'm doing. In the spiritual resume, you're saying, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. I've listed my talents and I've taken my talents and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. Number one, I hope that every single person can say, I am doing this in my ministry as a Christian. And if you sit down and you can't identify a particular thing that you're doing, 
then now it's time to find a way to do that. Number two, write about your heart. To do that, ask yourself, when week after week you hear announcements about people who are sick and hurting, when you read them in the bulletin or in our Realm app, how does that make you feel? Do you think about them? Or has that become such a traditional habit that we just lay the names out there that really we don't even think about them anymore? How many people have you really said, that person's hurting and I'm going to reach out? On the other side of that coin, what about things that you've heard of people having great blessing and success? How do you feel about that? Does it make you jealous that you didn't? When was the last time you sat down and, and wrote a note because somebody had a great experience and you're saying, I want you to know that I'm proud of you, I appreciate it, I noticed it. You see, that reveals your heart. Number three, when you think about your testimony, the testimony means I can tell others that this is what's happening in my life. Think about times when you look back, how has God worked in your life? When you make connections and you say, as I'm looking, walking backwards through my life, I wouldn't have been here had I not been here had I not been here because I wouldn't have met these people, I wouldn't have found this spouse, I wouldn't have had these children, I wouldn't have had this job. And in that testimony be able to say, I give God the credit because He worked with me through all of that. Number two, I've often wanted to do this myself and have yet to really start. Have you sat down and thought about specific things for which you have prayed and the specific answer that you receive. I've always wanted to, intended to, keep a prayer journal and then every now and then go back a few pages and say, oh, that one was answered. Check. That came true. I'm glad I didn't get that answer that I wanted. That'll tell you about your testimony. Because then you can say, here's how God has worked in my life, and I have seen it, and I want you to know it, and it will give others courage. Finally, when you write about your mission, now is the time to say, here's what I want to do. This is where I want to go. I have said for many years in talking to college students, I've said, here is something that I want you to hear. You don't just get a degree, send out your resume, and find the highest paying job you can find. That's just not going to help you. What I want you to do, get your degree, 
figure out places you might want to live. Narrow it down to three or four or five. And then find the church in that area. And once you do that, now put your efforts into being there. Not because primarily the work, but because primarily the church. This week, a young lady told me, you told me, find a church before you find a job. She said, I've found my town. I've found my church. I'm going to live there. And that's where I'm going to work. On the other side of that coin, I know people who didn't check into that concept of church. And they live in an area where the church either doesn't exist or they cannot find a place to be. And they're not as faithful as they ought to be. When you find your mission, Decide that I'm going to put it to work here in this place and in this way. Look at the program of work that we provide and say, all right, here's where I'm working now, but I want to work over there. I want to improve this way. I want to add to my ministry by doing this. Have a mission statement for yourself, if you will, and it will really help you to be the Christian you want to be. I hope today that the challenge to write a spiritual resume is helpful. I'll be honest. I hope it's helpful to you, but I hope it's more helpful to me. Because I want to write one. I don't want to publish it. I don't want you to publish it. It's for us to be able to look at ourselves clearly and say, here's where I am. Now, what am I going to do with it? Thank you for joining us tonight. It's a great day we've had to study and to think together. And now, may God bless our country, our church, and every single one of us as we're trying to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. And if a spiritual resume can help me do that, that's what I want us to do. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.